thank you for joining us here at Ask a Historian. I'm Matthew Wilkinson, historian with Heritage Mississauga. And each week, we invite you to send in your questions, and we'll explore the fascinating stories of the city of Mississauga together. Like, subscribe, and follow us, and stay up to date on all the heritage happenings with Heritage Mississauga. This week, we had a question from Jeffrey, who uh, was asking to, uh, what are Mississauga's oldest stores? And we thought we'd devote uh, a whole program to that, just to explore kind of a, a chronology, if you will, or a, kind of the top three, top four uh, historic buildings that serve as stores or commercial establishments here in the city of Mississauga. Um, and it, it's a little, uh, uh, it's, it's not clear, uh, clearly black and white, if you will. There are some uh, uncertainty of dates or some buildings that uh, could be on this list, but they hadn't served as commercial edifices for, for the bulk of their history. Uh, some were stores at one point and no longer are. Uh, some were residents for most of their history and have since become commercial. So um, I, I, I focused on uh, kind of three or four that have uh, largely had a commercial presence for all or not or most of their history and continue in that commercial uh, realm today. Um, it is a fascinating way to look at our city of, of, of places that have uh, kind of intersect uh, both not only in terms of historic landscapes and uh, buildings, uh, heritage buildings on our landscape, but also that have formed those, uh, performed those roles uh, in our history over time. So we'll jump right in and thank you, uh, Jeffrey, a fascinating way to kind of discuss our history. So the, the oldest stores or commercial buildings in Mississauga. So number three on our list uh, was uh, uh, built in 1855 or around 1855, and it's known as the Franklin House. It's not, well, it's not typically a store per se. It is a, a restaurant and a pub, but it is a commercial building. Um, but the building itself began life as a house. Uh, it was originally built as a private residence for Peter Douglas sometime between 1842 and 1855, although the 1855 date is largely given as the, the date of construction for the building. Uh, the building got to, got, it receives its name as the Franklin House from its second owner, Bennett Franklin. Uh, Bennett was the brother-in-law and business partner of the Barber Brothers of nearby, nearby Barberton and the Toronto Woolen Mills. Franklin purchased the building for his house in 1859. So he purchased the building in 1859. He's the second owner at that point of the, of the, of the building. Um, and he lived there until his death in 1876. Um, there was another fire in Streetsville in 1876, which claimed a nearby hotel called the Telegraph Hotel, which was located further north in the village. Hotel keeper John Lennon, who was looking for a new location after losing the Telegraph Hotel, purchased Bennett Franklin's house uh, from his estate in 1876. The following spring, after a significant refitting for the house to be converted into, into a hotel, uh, Lennon's new hotel was ready for business. Lennon cho chose the name uh, to name the building Franklin House, acknowledging uh, that people had come to refer to it as such and would likely continue doing so regardless of each, uh, whether or not he chose a different name. Uh, and from the Brampton C Conservator in August of 1877, an ad ran uh, uh, talking about the Franklin House, and it uh, it says... Having opened out and refitted a, the large brick building next to the Oddfellows Hall, I am prepared to offer good accommodation for travelers and the general public. The bar is well supplied with genuine, pure, and good liquors and cigars, and the table amply provided for. Good stabling and a good hostler in charge. Franklin House, Streetsville, J. Lennon, proprietor. 
Uh, John Lennon was succeeded by innkeeper, as innkeeper by Thomas Campbell in 1887, who was followed by Charles Strong, and in April of 1898 by John Ow, who advertised first-class accommodations for man and beast. In short order, a new proprietor arrived in 1898 in William Strong, formerly of Port Credit, and followed in turn by George Swift in 1902. In 1910, the Franklin House Hotel was sold to Harry Kumpf, who changed its name to the Queen's Hotel. In 1914, the hotel was purchased by John McIntyre, who operated it as a temperance house. In 1920, John Mar uh, George Marydew bought the old hotel, and in 1927, after serving as 50 years as a hotel, the building was purchased by H.E. Jones, who converted it to apartments and a tea room, and reverted back to using the name the Franklin House. Over time, the building fell into disrepair and narrowly escaped demolition in 1979. The building was restored in 1983 and reopened as a, as a public house. The Franklin House, known for a short time as a Sundance Saloon, remains a vital part of Streetsville's historic core and is Mississauga's oldest operating public house and is designated under the terms of the Ontario Heritage Act. So for the majority of its history, uh, the house was... Uh, that the Franklin House uh, operated as a public house, a hotel, a restaurant, a bar, if you will. Um, even though it's for periods of time, it also operated as a, a home, a, a place of residence. The second building on our list of the oldest stores uh, was built around 1852, and it's the former McClellan Copeland General Store in Cooksville. Um, if buildings could talk, they could certainly tell tales, and there, there's probably uh, th this building might have more tales than most. Uh, for over 170 years, this building has stood watch over the busy intersection of Dundas Street and here Ontario Street. Built after the Cooksville Fire of 1852, the simple two-story red brick building is the oldest surviving structure in Cooksville and one of the oldest continually operating commercial buildings in Mississauga. In fact, we think it's the second oldest. Um, the building is believed to have been built by Jacob Cook following the loss of his first store in the 1852 fire. However, the exact date of construction is not known for certainty, with some sources indicating either 1852 or 1853. But with some level of ambiguity, there is a possibility that the building was built as late as 1854 by Peter Romaine, albeit on land leased by Jacob, from Jacob Cook. What we do know for certain is that by 1873, George McClelland, who had settled in Cooksville after immigrating from Ireland, and together with his brother John, leased the store from Jacob Cook's son, Miles Washington Cook. George also married Anna Langdon, Jacob Cook's great-niece. The McClelland family took up residence in the apartment above the store. George McClellan's business prospered, and he was appointed treasurer for Toronto Township from 1890 to 1922. In 1910, George had built a new home for the family, a little to the rear of the old store and facing onto here Ontario Street. In 1910, George rented the old store to Alfred Scott, who renamed it Scott's Grocery. Uh, Alfred Scott had the first gas, uh, gas pump in historic Mississauga installed in front of the store in 1911. In 1912, William Copeland of nearby Pucky Huddle took over operation of the store. Renamed Copeland's General Store, William Copeland became the postmaster in 1922. Also in 1922, William purchased the store from George McClelland. William also continued to operate the gas pump, which had been installed by Alfred Scott. As more and more cars began to appear, William opted to sell his corner lot to the British American Oil Company. In order to continue the grocery business, the store had to be moved. In 1927, a basement was constructed 80 feet to the east, and the building began a slow move. 
under the direction of contract under the direction of contractor E.A. McKay of Port Credit, the building was jacked up on rails, onto which double lines of rail under, under which the building double lines of rails were run. Using horses, the building slowly made its way over to the newly constructed basement. The 200-ton building was moved 80 feet to the east in 1927, one of the first and largest moves of its type in historic Mississauga. It was regard regarded as a great feat of construction that no cracks appeared in the building. Despite this monumental undertaking, it is also reported that the Copeland General Store stayed open for business during the course of the move. When William passed away in 1948, his son Charles took over the business with assistance of his sisters. Violet Copeland became the new postmistress, a position she held until 1960 when home delivery of mail started. Jacob Cook's old store continues to operate as a commercial enterprise, today housing a mini-mart. The building has seen and continues to see vast changes in its surrounding landscape, and the building itself was moved, again, albeit a short distance, as part of a gradual but inexorable evolution of landscape. Yet for over 170 years, or perhaps 169 or maybe 168, the building has met the commercial needs of generations of residents and continues to do so today. Fascinating story about the Copeland House. Um, the oldest known commercial building and store in historic Mississauga is in right in down right in the heart of Streetsville, and that is the Montreal House. Built sometime between 1821 and 1825, the Montreal House is Streetsville's oldest surviving building and the oldest commercial building in all of Mississauga. Again, built between 1821 and 1825. By John Barnhart, the Montreal House was home to Barnhart's Trading Post and General Store. Barnhart's son, Jabez, started a newspaper upstairs in this building in 1843, which became the Streetsville Review when Solomon J. Barnhart, Jabez's brother, took over publication in 1846. The first telephone exchange in Streetsville, in Streetsville operated here as well. But what's in the name? People have often wondered why it's called the Montreal House. The building was called the Montreal House in reference to the place of a place of origins for the goods that were available to purchase or barter there in the 1820s. Namely, the goods sold in the store originally came from the Port of Montreal, and as such, the name of the building was an advertisement for imported goods. It remains in the Montreal House used today and is a historic landmark in downtown Streetsville. And we should, just a, a hat tip, if you will, honorable mention to a, a building, a commercial building in Streetsville. Um, originally built around 1850, there is some uh, suggestion that the original fabric of the building is no longer on site, although other comments have said it's just been greatly altered and enlarged over the years, but that the 18, a portion of the 1850 building is still there. But um, uh, the former Port Credit General Store, located at 71 Lakeshore Road uh, uh, East, uh, was built in 1850. It was originally owned by William Clarkson, and Robert Cotton purchased the store around 1855. The store was sold again in 1860 to James Hamilton. James's sons, Fred and Charles, helped run the store, and eventually a section of the store was turned into a post office. Port Credit's first telephone was installed here in 1894. The exterior and largely the interior of the building has undergone many changes throughout the year, enlargements, uh, ex expansions, uh, complete alterations of the structure itself. Uh, including being home to the Dutch Kitchen Tavern for many years, but you know the the remnant or the or, or the spirit of that building remains on the landscape as an 1850 uh, uh, circa 1850 general store. Um, so with that, uh, thanks to to uh, to Jeffrey for the question for you know just an 
idea of exploring a different uh, a, di a different way to explore and chat about the history of the city of Mississauga through some of our oldest commercial landmarks. And uh, with that, thank you for joining us here on Ask a Historian. Keep sending in your questions and we'll explore different fascinating chapters of the city of Mississauga's history together each and every week here at Ask a Historian. Like, subscribe, and follow us and stay up to date on all the heritage happenings with Heritage Mississauga. And we'll see you next week here at, again, Ask a Historian. Thank you. <laughs>